This is Liz. Hi, this is Sheila. Hi, this is Monica. This is Leanne. News, talk, and, and laughs. laughs. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. You're listening to, to Satellite, Satellite Sisters to Go. Oh, that was the old Satellite Sisters. That was the Partridge Family Satellite Sisters. We're changing our lives today with we Kathy are? Preston. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, no you're, more, to- you're really going to do it, That's Leanne? it, you're Quantum committed? Wellness. I'm committing to it. Leanne here with Sheila and Liz. We're joined in the studio by Kathy Preston. We're going to spend a lot of time with her today talking about her best-selling book, Quantum Wellness. Just a reminder, just a little more time left to go in the VTEC Satellite Sisters Getaway Weekend Contest so you can win a trip to Seattle to see Jack Johnson, go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com, to enter and for all the details. Liz? Leanne, this really is a very special day at Satellite Sisters. Let me paint the picture here. Mm -hmm. We're at the Paley Center for Media in Beverly Hills. You know, this is our new studio. We've been here a couple of months. We're at what we call the cafe table Mm -hmm. in the studio, which is a very small space. Leanne's here. Sheila's here. I'm here. And Kathy Freston is here. So it's a very cozy little group, the Mm -hmm. four of us around the table. Kathy is the author of the best-selling new book, Quantum Wellness, A Practical and Spiritual Guide to Health and Happiness. And, Kathy, I feel like I need to start with a confession that right before you got here, we were really chugging caffeinated beverages. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Can you smell it on us? Can you smell the coffee on us? Probably. I can sense it. I can sense it. <laughs> Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Good to be here. We did want to devote a whole show to just figuring out how can we have what you have, Kathy. <laughs> because Aww. clearly, I mean, you have found a, a path for yourself that has led you to a life of, I mean, wellness can be kind of a lame word, Mm -hmm. but you write in the book a lot about just happiness and joy and satisfaction. And that's what's interesting to us about your whole concept. Uh, Thank you. And that's the thing is that wellness is not one dimensional. It's just, it's not a matter of just having a healthy body, absent of disease, although that's of course terrific. But if you're not well in uh, your mind, if you're not emotionally connected, if you're not feeling happy or, you know, um, comfortable with what's going on in your relationships, if you don't feel in some way spiritually connected or connected to the big picture, you're not well in a full, whole, holistic way. Mm-hmm. And that's what the book is about. But it, it is a long journey, but you write a lot about how it's baby steps. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to the beginning for you, because mm-hmm. looking at you now, it is hard to imagine that you were unhappy uh, you were a smoker. You write about that in the book. Yeah. I, I, it's funny that people are surprised that I used to smoke. I guess I, guess I just don't um, come across as a smoker, but I was a serious, at least a pack a day. And really? during the tough times, I would say two packs a day. And uh, I would sort of wake up and force myself to, to wait until noon till I could break out the first cigarette, you know. And it was uh, – that was all part of sort of um, – a rough time in my life where I had a, been through a series of very difficult relationships, the last one particularly difficult, very destructive and addictive. I was having a hard time in my career. Um, my health was obviously not good. My weight was fluctuating up and down. So a lot of things were not going right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually a good place to start because sometimes when things are going well, we don't bother to stretch ourselves and um, figure out what we 
we need to do to get healthier, happier, go deeper. And for me, it really is about going deeper, just pushing into um, past the boundaries that that I am currently at, you know, at any given time. Mm -hmm. So I think crisis and challenge is the thing that that uh, is the mother of transformation for me. Well, I do appreciate that you have the eight pillars that you talk about in the book, and Mm -hmm. not a single one of the pillars is crunches. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not. You're not doing a single pillar. Liz. No, no. Some of these. That's what I thought she was, was going to say. Actually, no. The eight pillars: meditation, visualization, conscious eating, exercise, self work, spiritual practice, service, and then this one. I wanted to ask you about fun activities. Good for you, Kathy Freston, to just put fun on the list. It does seem like, okay, if you want to live a joyful life, then setting out to have fun is a good idea. But isn't it funny that we have to remind ourselves to do that? Because honestly, I look around at, you know, my friends, my peers, myself, we all work so hard. We, you know, it's it's a struggle sometimes just to get enough, have enough hours in the day to to finish what we have to do, whether it's grocery shopping or, or our work or keeping up with the kids or, or whatever. It's like we're at a point in time where we can barely keep our heads above water sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we just have to remind ourselves that the, the purpose of, you know, well, there's many purposes of life, but one of them is to be happy, right. to feel that, you know, the spirit in us. And so to have fun, to really set aside some fun, fun time, whatever it is, if it's dancing to music or painting or whatever, but just to... It shouldn't seem like such a radical idea. Leanne, what are the things that you do for fun? Well, when I saw this on the list... Besides me- Dance Dance Revolution. I know. Well, I do enjoy <laughs> dancing. But when I saw this on your list, I thought uh, many times people associate fun with debauchery. You know what right. I mean? Like bad right. behavior equals Partying fun. Or, right. Uh-huh. But as I become a mother, my idea of fun is just much more different. So it is just really hanging out, you know, right. sometimes lighting a fire on a Saturday night and just right. hanging out with the kids. But I was like, you know, I should have more fun. We right. should do more socialization. You know what is it's so just, fun is just to get in your car and blast your music and drive up some great country road and, you know, rock out in an embarrassing way. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, to me, that is like the okay, most simple pleasure. List. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy says. <laughs> Why don't you drive home from the studio yeah. that way today, Leanne? Just, you know. just rock out, Leanne. You haven't done that in a while. <laughs> I know. Well, people do say, gosh, it's kind of a long drive. I'm like, I kind of like it. It's the only alone it's time the, I get exactly. as a mother. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm listening to the radio and yeah. driving in my car. Yeah. Sheila, do you carve out fun time? When you think of the I, word fun activities, I don't think it? Kathy's going to approve of TV viewing as fun. <laughs> I don't think she would. No, I think that, um, well, I meet with my girlfriends once a week. Right. So we all have dinner. And we all laugh and we all talk and we all bring foods and we all share. That is my really, my major fun activity. That is great. And we did that last night. And we had so much fun. It's very sex in the city. Yes. So that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. It used to be called the book club, but then we decided we didn't want to read anymore. (laughs) It's the wine club. (laughs) It's just fun. It's just really, really fun. Oh, that's so great. Liz, what do you do for fun? Yeah, Liz. Well, you know, I mean, I connect a lot with my friends. It's sort of a similar kind of thing. But the... The fun thing in my life, which didn't exist three years ago, which I'm amazed how much joy I get from just having a dog. I I got (laughs) a dog three years ago, and it is just that adds a lot of fun and pleasure and joy to your life in a way I wouldn't have expected. They are the joy of life, truly. I mean, just the way my dog smiles. (laughs) Really? Such a kick out of it. Look at her smiling. Look at her smiling. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) 
but uh, what kind of dog is it? She's a Chihuahua mutt. Uh-huh. She's she's really Aww. cute. Yeah, she's a little fatty. She's and and you're right. You just get so much joy hanging out with your dog. She sleeps in bed with us, much to my husband's <laughs> horror. But she does. And so when she hears us stir in the morning, I, all of a sudden I I see these little paws, you know, putting down the sheets, and she's like <laughs> saying, "Okay, time to to rise and shine, get my belly rub." And my husband and I will literally spend 15 minutes there rubbing her belly and just, you know, getting totally, totally um, having the best time with Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. Yeah. That really surprised me. I mean, I knew having a dog was fun. We had a dog when we were little. But it is really... Yeah. Just uh, yeah, it has. A, Ferris has added a lot to your life, Liz. Thank you, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised the secret to quantum wellness is a dog. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> animals have a lot to do with it, actually. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. A lot of different ways. The thing, is, yeah, we're talking to Kathy Freston. Her book is Quantum Wellness. I guess part of it, Leanne, is that some of this is not a secret. I mean, when you talk about that service is Mm -hmm. an important part of having a good life Mm -hmm. or fun activities, I mean, it's no secret, but I just think we forget in this busy modern world. Yeah. But of course there's satisfaction that comes out of service. Right. And it's not just plain old satisfaction of knowing I'm doing a good thing, but literally your brain chemicals change. So Mm -hmm. you're getting this release of serotonin and and dopamine, and not only you are feeling it, obviously the person or the animal that you're helping is feeling good, but everyone who witnesses it actually mm-hmm. has a good feeling about it. And it creates self-esteem, a sense of that you have something worthwhile within you to give. And it creates a feeling of, well, if I'm ever in a position where I need help, it's out there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what you put out there is what boomerangs back to you. So some of it is obvious and some of it is actually biochemical, that it really shifts the chemistry in your body. Well, you do write that it's important to own your full range of feelings mm-hmm. and that we all have some rage and anger inside of us somewhere, Mm -hmm. and you will never get to total wellness Mm -hmm. until you own that. How did you do that? Well... Well, I did that because I was so, so miserable. And I, I come from, you know, the South where we put on a big smile and say everything's fine, everything's great. No, we come from the North. We did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just the way of the, of the day. Family you motto, know. suppress and deny. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I'm Irish descent, so even more so. But, um, you know, I realized that the more I tried to pull myself up by my bootstraps and say, no, everything's fine, is the more I would just get depressed. And I, the more I studied with different teachers and um, really worked on my own personal growth, I realized that nothing can change until you become aware of it, until it becomes conscious. So if I want to change something like being angry or depressed, I can't shift anything until I'm with it, until I'm present with it, I understand it, I know where it comes from, and then I can let it go. I can't let it go until I'm connected. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? 
more moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's so infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is that's <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus Get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. So what form did that actually take for you? Was there a lot of therapy involved? Or well, you what? can do therapy, but it's certainly not necessary for everybody. I think certainly a trusted friend or clergy person or a 12-step group or support group is very good. But also for me is just realizing, okay, if I'm angry, I don't want to dump on the person that I'm angry at. It could be, you know, my boss or it could be my husband or it could be a friend that I think is, you know, doing something wrong, whatever. Um, what I 
do is I will find a quiet place. Sometimes it's in a closed car where nobody can hear me with the windows rolled up. And I will just, you know, let it out. And I'll just say what I want to say. And But with the intention uh-huh. of moving through it rather than dwelling on it. Because my whole thing is that I don't want to dwell on this negative thing, but I know in order to let it go, I have to make peace with it. And in order to make peace with it, I have to say what I need to say, hear myself, express those emotions. And then once it comes up and out of me, I feel better and I'm not going to dump it on the person that, you know, which probably is an inappropriate um, reaction anyway, because Mm -hmm. it has more to do with my past than it does with that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to, as you're processing things to sort of connect it to where might this have come from in my childhood. And isn't suppressing emotions like really difficult anger, rage, whatever, isn't that linked to disease, actual cancers and things like that? Yes, yes. Dr. John Sarno has written about it extensively, the mind-body connection. And it's quite interesting what the mind does in cahoots with the body. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us think we identify ourselves as good good people. And, you know, Sarno calls them goodists. And that if we, <laughs> if we, that sounds bad. I know. You put it that way, that really sounds bad. <laughs> and so if we, we don't think it's, it's a very presentable or, or decent thing to be feeling rage. Mm-hmm. And so if anger or rage, God forbid, starts coming up, the brain says, oh, no, 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 that's not who I mm-hmm. like to see myself as. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to send a signal to a part in my neck or my lower back. Right. And and I'm going to get it. so my body feels pain, and so when that pain happens, I'm no longer going to think about the emotion that was just starting to come up in my consciousness. So a lot of times, pain is a distraction to uncomfortable emotions. So you wow. can yeah, so you can sort of bypass that by saying, hmm, I feel this chronic neck pain. Here it comes again, or back pain, or whatever. Instead of just focusing on the pain, what did I do that you know I threw my back out, or what doctor can I see to make it go away? I'm going to think about maybe what is it that I could be angry about that I don't want to think about. Because I think the nature of the universe, the nature of our body, mind, spirit is to force into our awareness the things that we don't necessarily want to think about but must in order to grow and evolve. I know so. that's true, Kathy, but what if I just <laughs> what if I just don't want to do it? <laughs> you just want to have fun. I know. But and it's, the, is I'm it yeah, facing all of our like innermost thoughts. It's I, I mean, I, it's not daunting. kidding. It is really hard. Yeah. It is daunting. Yeah. I know your approach is baby steps, but it's just like Yeah. Well, that's the thing is baby steps. And if you think of why am I here on the planet? Why am I alive? I think it's to grow and evolve and become as an expand, you know, Mm -hmm. as an expanded human being as I can possibly be. And so in order to do that, I have to be in touch with myself. You know, I have to have that self-examined life, Mm -hmm. like Socrates says. So I have to examine my my innermost thoughts and emotions and things like that. Of course, that's overwhelming. So we do it little by little, Mm -hmm. just reading a book, maybe meditating for a few minutes or just, you know, just gently leaning into that shift. Into that leaning awareness. into it. Yeah. I heard you say that to Oprah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the whole idea of leaning in. Leaning in you know, the whole chapter on getting in touch with your feelings, Lee, and I was thinking of you a little bit because in this whole... <laughs> She's got a pain in her neck. Don't talk to her now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the things I'm going to say in my car on the way home. <laughs> Thank goodness we have cars. We're rocking out in our cars. Yeah, or exactly. Screaming. Getting in touch with our feeling in our cars. <laughs> But, you know, the whole getting in touch with rage and anger thing, you have so loved 
the kickboxing thing that you have recently started. And it feels like that's a way for you to bring up a lot of your just suppressed feelings, yeah, which you're finding can, totally satisfying. I, unbelievably, Kathy. Mm. We were going through a very rough patch professionally mm-hmm. about a year ago, and I simultaneously started to work with this trainer, and she got me into kickboxing. Right. I I just some days I would walk in. She goes, "You look like you need to hit something." <laughs> right, and I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> right, and she'd put that big bag in front of me and put those, Isn't you know, the it? boxing gloves on, and and it was like I've never been to therapy, but I think that must be what the yeah. way people feel because yeah. after an hour I'd leave and I'd feel fantastic. Isn't and I, that great? And you didn't go and dump on your kids nope. or dump on your husband or whatever, you know, or tra- road rage or anything like that. It's and, and intuitively you knew that you needed to connect physically with that emotional stuff. That's yeah, great. I just have been really, really pleasantly surprised. And I really think it just has helped me in right. huge ways. Right. And I'm going to get some pink boxing gloves. If that's <laughs> Do you think great. women have a harder time than men uh, owning anger, that kind of thing? Because yeah. I feel like men are kind of taught it's okay. And, right. it's, and socially, it's, you know, we're used to right. seeing men yelling and screaming. In fact, right. our father at the dinner table would always say, I'm never going to die of a heart attack because I always just get it all out. <laughs> right, right. We I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, women tend to be more sort of thoughtful about things. So they ruminate things, you know, over things more. And we, yeah. we go over it and over it. Where Rumination. Men just, I yeah. think that is my number one hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a ruminator. <laughs> I, I totally get that. Yeah, me too. But you said, Kathy, we're not supposed to ruminate. We're gonna We're supposed to just... Work through it, let yeah, it out, talk to it. yourself in the car, mm-hmm. and yep. then stop the ruminating and move on. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, Leanne, because I did want to come back and ask about there's a whole chapter on cl- clearing mental chatter. Like, who do you know that doesn't need to do that? <laughs> the monkeys are constantly running wild in my <laughs> temple. <laughs> Where the Satellite Sisters stay with us, you're listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Our guest is Kathy Freston. For more on her book, you can always go to satellitesisters.com. The book is Quantum Wellness. Stay with us. Lee and Liz, I have to tell you about a moment that I had in my married life. My husband, you know, had this ill-conceived idea Mm -hmm. that when we moved to Dallas, we didn't need a home phone. He was convinced mm. that we could operate with just two cell phones. I knew this wasn't really a good idea, but I said, okay, I'll give it a try. So I called the utility company, and guess what? When you're signing up for utilities, they want to know your home phone number. But I had to tell them that I don't have a home phone number because my husband is trying to forge this new technology trend. Then I called the water company. Same thing. They wanted to know the home phone number. And I told the woman I didn't have a home phone number. And she said she felt sorry for me. Everyone needs a home phone. I wanted a home phone number. But so here's the thing, Liz and Lee, and what I did is when we were setting up our security system, thank goodness, you need a home phone number. Police, fire, they want your home phone number. That was the day that I got my VTech cordless phone. And I didn't want to rub rub it in with my husband because, oh, you know, he really you probably was, wanted to rub it in a little bit, a little bit. But he was trying, again, to forge this new technology trend. So what I decide to do just from time to time to prove that I'm right, I like to call him on my VTech cordless phone, which actually has excellent sound. And I call him on his cell phone. So that way I know when he opens his cell phone to look to see who called, it says home. <laughs> the ultimate I told you so a home phone <laughs> it's a beautiful moment Leanne 
It's interesting to me that after all these years of marriage, Julie, something as simple as that makes you so happy. I love my husband and I love my VTech cordless phone. VTech cordless phones designed to fit your home and your life. the Satellite Sisters, and this is a super special show for us because we have Kathy Freston in the studio with us here in Beverly Hills for the entire show. There are so many things we need your help on, Kathy. (laughs) Kathy's new book is entitled Quantum Wellness, A Practical and Spiritual Guide to Health and Happiness. You have a whole chapter in here, Kathy, on clearing mental chatter. Mm -hmm. And I've just been thinking a lot about this lately. I, I think that it's hard for us to really come to grips with how much we allow ourselves to be ruled by these thoughts that are taking us into negative places, even when our lives might be going pretty well. As I just said before the break, I'm a ruminator. So even (laughs) (laughs) I just, I get off on the wrong path. I'm letting all this stuff go on in my brain and I know I'm not alone. Yeah. No, I am too. I have to still, to this day, I have to stop myself from going um, round and around and around with an obsessive thought. But that's what happens, you know, it's like they say, you your, you know, your parents, they plant the voices in your head from childhood, and then we take over and amplify it times 10. So whatever mm-hmm. negative messages we might have gotten from, whether it was parents or peers or teachers or... I guess we did that to each other. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did grow up together. So. <laughs> yeah. Then we just take over and we go round and round. And so, you know, clearing mental chatter is about really stopping and once again, awareness, listening to what's going on inside of you. And once you start hearing things that are a familiar pattern, then you can say, aha, I see where this is going. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about, you know, um, doing visualization, um, things like that, so that you're creating a new blueprint. It's literally like shifting the tracks from the old thoughts and behaviors to something new and upgraded. But you have to give yourself that map to do it. We had a listener who wrote to us a few years ago saying she had instituted a no whining day. Just mm-hmm. one day a week mm-hmm. where she was anytime she found herself just in her mind or out mm-hmm. loud whining or if anyone tried to whine to her, mm-hmm. she would put up the no whining signal and That's that would great. be it. And if she could just train herself to do that one day a week, right. I think, as you say, right. it sort of creates a new map for her. Yeah, that's terrific. And just to be aware of that. And you can do that also through journaling. And, you know, you can whine in journaling and say, OK, I'm going to get all of this out in the morning. I'm going to do three pages and I'm just going to let all my whining and obsession and worries and anxieties and come, you mm-hmm. know, let it all get out. And then I'm going to say, okay, now I'm going to visualize my day going in a really smooth way. I'm going to see myself overcoming uh, challenges and breaking through boundaries. And so you, you've processed that stuff, but then you've also given yourself a map for something that's more positive, more optimistic, so you can fill in that potential better. I like that. Well, I want to ask you, this is Sheila, I want to ask you about balancing the four quadrants that you talk about. It's sort of your personal energy management because I think the sisters would attest to the fact that I'm I'm sort of like a full-time job, right? right. For, for, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean and, and for us too. But. <laughs> it takes a village. <laughs> right. So you have the regular quadrant, like mm-hmm. all of the regular things in your life. Then, yeah. Then the relationships. Right. Then the rejuvenation. Yes. And the reaching. Yes. Explain the reaching quadrant. The reaching is actually the quantum part of the book because there's we just do our regular thing every day. You know, we deal with the, going to the grocery store, cleaning up the house, getting to work, all of those things. Relationships we have to really, um, really concentrate on um, dealing with each other in a way that's more conscious than than ever before than mm-hmm. just the regular old stuff. But the reaching that's what it's about. That's what's about saying I am going to extend myself past what's comfortable. I'm going to learn new ways of being. I'm going to challenge myself to eat differently, consume differently, um, you know, be with people differently. How have you done that in your own life? Give me oh. an example. Like, did the be with people differently? Have yeah. you actually changed in your adult life the way you interact with people? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, for instance, if I'm um, if I'm driving down the street and someone yells at me, you know, to get over in the other lane or something like that, there there was many a day that I would have responded and I just would have yelled back. So the reach for me is to just sort of wave and say, okay, you know, peace, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> okay, so that's a reach. But for me, mostly I would say that's in, you know, in a reactionary way, but to, I read books. I make sure that I'm reading some sort of spiritual, philosophical, um, psychological book every day so that I'm always feeding myself new ideas and challenges. Every day you're working Every day do, I'm doing something. I'm, I'm working towards evolving myself in some way. So I'm going to go to workshops or I'm going to go to lectures. I'm going to study with teachers. I'm going to, I'm going to, even if it's not in that area of philosophy, I'm going to stretch my brain so I'm always growing. And that's what's going to keep me interesting, and mm-hmm. it's going to keep my relationship interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So, Sheila, for you, when you think about reach, does, well, that, I does did, that part of it appeal well, to you? Well, this year, I mean, remember, I started the stand-up comedy class. <gasps> that's right. right. I yeah. think that has really stretched me in a way that, you know, I needed to be stretched, and I really enjoy it. That's great. It's really kind of changed the way I look at myself. Right. And it's probably uncomfortable and scary. Oh, it was so bad in the beginning. Right? Oh, yeah. it was so bad. I bombed. I mean, <laughs> and it's a good thing I did, because then I knew, like, yeah. where I needed to go. And and that's the thing is growth is never easy. You right. know, I, unfortunately, as we evolve, it's usually over rocky terrain. And so you're going to do something that is challenging. It's going to be scary. Your nerves are going to be on end. It's like, you know, you're wondering, if, is am I going to appear ridiculous? Mm-hmm. And you're overcoming all of that stuff. And that's the reach. Because we can just sort of sit back and enjoy our lives. But then what's life all about? You know, what, what are we doing? We're just kind of stagnant. So you're right. pushing yourself pe- past what's comfortable. And I think that's that's the whole thing. I, I might change the quadrants just quickly. I might add. I, I might. I, mine would be food, sleep, swimming, and laughter. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I'd go for that. Yeah, uh, I substitute those in sometimes. <laughs> well, we do have to talk about the food thing because yes, so much we of wellness and mm. how we deal with our emotions. I mean, for everyone, but I think particularly for like all of the women I know. Yeah, we've got some food issues. Right. We've got things that we could do a little better. 
You recommend, uh, well, you're a vegan, right? Mm -hmm. Have you always been, like, when, what made you decide to become a vegan? Is that part of your whole conscious eating? It is part of conscious eating. And, you know, when you, when you say conscious eating, the word conscious, it it brings to mind um, just being aware of what you're eating. And that's, like you said, you want to be aware of if if I'm not feeling happy, am I self-medicating and am I eating out of loneliness or whatever. But then I want to take it a step farther and I want to think about what is it exactly that I'm eating. So if I'm sitting down to a plate of chicken marsala, I'm looking at it beyond just how it tastes to me and that I'm, you know, getting my quote unquote protein, which is a myth, by the way, that we need so much protein. And I'm going to think about how this chicken ended up on my plate, what it went through. And so the reason that I became vegan, and it was a very gradual process, by the way, is that I had seen multiple undercover um, videos about what happens in not only slaughterhouses, but in these places where they raise the animals in close quarters. And it was so sad and so horrifying. And it just didn't align with my sense of values, my values being kindness, compassion, and awareness of someone else's suffering. And the more I realized... I'm glad I'm not kind or compassionate. (laughs) Again, it's an evolving process. Don't don't put kindness on the list, Leanne, or you have to give up the chicken and steak. (laughs) It's it's an ever-evolving process. And for me, too, it, it was like... I okay, those were values for me, and I kept eating chicken, you right. know, and uh-huh. I kept eating uh, steak, all of those things. But the more I just thought about it, and that's the thing about consciousness is just I'm just going to stay aware, eyes open. I don't necessarily make the leap quite yet, but my eyes are open. And as that awareness settles in, we just naturally sort of lose our taste, or I lost my taste at least for um, for animal flesh. Well, I can kind of understand that, which is why. I never look at those documentaries because yeah. I just you don't, I don't want to think. Ignorance I just thought yeah. I don't want to no, be I conscious know. of it's it. True, so exactly. I'm trying to not raise my consciousness right. about uh, about chickens. Right. Uh, but, but the other on your cleanse, you mm-hmm. know, which uh, we've all read a lot about in quantum wellness, but mm-hmm. also it's all over the news because apparently you talked to Oprah into trying this, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. She, you don't talk Oprah into doing anything. Oh, okay. She sort of decides <laughs> herself that she's going to do something. Yeah. So. Well, in, the cleanse that you recommend. Uh, We are giving up sugar, alcohol, caffeine, gluten, and animal products. And actually on that list, I think animal products for me would be the easiest. Oh, really? (laughs) Good, good. Most people would have a hard time with that because it's something that they eat, you know, two, three times a day without thinking about it. Yeah. No, I would just I would have an easy time with everything but the caffeine. Yeah, the, I'm a long. I I'm agree a with you. Actually, that's drinker. that's the hardest for me when I go on the cleanse. Is oh, the so you're not on? Uh, do you drink coffee in your yeah. regular life now? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so nice. Oh, Kathy. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. so yeah. The cleanse is, oh. It's temporary. Oh. It's 21 days. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we were so worried about you, Kathy. <laughs> no, 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 no. How can I, you have any joy I in your life without wine. caffeine? I love coffee, but the thing that did stick with me is cleansing, getting rid of the animal products. So that's uh-huh. something that, right. you know, when I gave them up, I sort of broke that habit and I realized that there were other things that I could eat. And right. so it, it forced me to go out and find different kinds of food. And that's the part that I stick with the wine, back in business, but less, you know. Yeah. So where yeah. I might have had two or three glasses of wine, now, I have one glass of wine. Right. You know, so it just curt- 
curtails a, a habit and sort of reduces it. And, and, right. and sometimes, you know, people get off of coffee and they never need to go back, never want to go back. Mm-hmm. That, that's not been my case. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it yeah. does happen with a lot of people, and I think that's terrific. Right. Mm-hmm. Why the cleanse, though? I mean, what is that just the beginning of the process? It's a people? way of giving your body a vacation so it can do the deep work of, of detoxing so your liver can let go of all kinds of stored-up toxins. But more than anything, it's, it's a way of just stopping yourself in, in some bad habits that might have gotten out of hand and really um, getting your body back to a healthy homeostasis so that the, the blood sugar insulin thing works itself out so you get to an even keeled level because alcohol shows up in your body the same way that sugar does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wheat gluten or gluten showing up in wheat and bread, that can really irritate your intestines. So getting, you know, getting your digestion healthy again, just getting yourself back to a nice even keel so that it's like a fresh start. You know, sometimes you say, I really want, I want a shift in my life. I mm-hmm. want a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. But before I do that, I have to purify first. I have to get rid of the old stuff first. So the cleanse- I usually just get a massage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or have a drink and forget about yeah, it. Yeah. That's right. The scented candle, the massage, and yeah. the glass of wine. That's, good. that's, that's, that's good. not enough? <laughs> for some people, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other, for other people, for, for me, I needed a, a major thing. And, and in 21 days, your taste buds change. Um, the, you sort of break through old obsessive um, thinking and habits and things like that. After 21 days, you really do work through a lot of um, behavioral ruts. Mm-hmm. So. so your cleanse, it's not, you know, you read about like, the master cleanse, like the Beyonce, just drink water and vinegar for 21 days. I can never do that. You, can never that's do not that. what you're no. recommending at all. And actually, do you believe in that? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't want to say because I haven't tried it, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But this is actually, you know, I, I call it a cleanse, but the truth is if you stayed on it 365 days a year, it's healthy. Because all I'm saying is you're eating whole grains, um, beans, fruits, uh, every kind of vegetable. So it's actually an extremely healthy diet um, if you're not having all these irritants like alcohol, sugar, things like that. So it's I call it a cleanse, but it's really nothing radical at all. You're never hungry. You're getting all your nutrition, all your fiber. You can eat as much as you want as long as you're eating all the right things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really not – it's detoxing, but it's nothing radical or strange, You know, nothing questionable medically. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah. Any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift-giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing. 
based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leon here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. The people that, a lot of the people I know that have a really hard time with controlling some of these things in their lives, well, we've talked about that. People who are making dinner for other people, who have kids in the house, I don't have that. This mm -hmm. is Liz. It's just me and my dog. Mm -hmm. So I can totally control what's in my refrigerator, what's right. on my plate. Right. Not, not that I always do such a good job with that. <laughs> yeah. but, but you it, could if you wanted to. Yeah, I could. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's 100% my choice what's in the house. That's not true at your house, Liz. Right. I have kids to feed and sandwiches to be made. I, I could still make better choices for the whole family. I, right. I understand right. that. Well, the good news is now there's so many substitutes. Even five years ago, there weren't the substitutes there are now. There's like faux chicken in the market if you go to the freezer section that the kids don't even know. It's not chicken. It tastes exactly like they have this breaded chicken patties and they have um, you know meatballs that are not made of meat. I like meat those. And, yeah. I, yeah. I, I serve those to the kids yeah. secretly and I, I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> right. For anyone right. keeping track, I think it's perfectly fine to deceive your children. <laughs> 
children. to lie to your children about what they're eating. <laughs> That's right. And gluten-free pasta. I mean, lots of kids who've been diagnosed with autism, actually, they've been pulled off dairy and uh, gluten. And I think 80%, something like that, recover or show signs of recovery from autism. So it's actually, it's very good for your kids, too. And there are lots of ways to upgrade their diet. They can still have sweets, but it's, you know, with agave nectar rather than sugar. And so then you're going to get less crazy kids anyway because it's not going to affect their blood sugar in the same way. So it's it's work because we have it to work. think about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But in the long run, it does pay off. So. It's all this thinking. You have I to know. <laughs> That's my point, Leanne. It's, a, it's, all, it's all about being conscious. Uh. Who's got the time? <laughs> so what really throws uh. you off? you, Kathy, you seem like you're on an even keel most of the time, taking good care of yourself most of the time. Uh. But you must have your dark moments. You need oh. to tell your satellite sisters yeah, please, what those are. Please. My husband calls me Debbie Downer. <laughs> just, he's like, there's really? Debbie Downer again. Yeah. The news affects me. I mean, in a big way. I, I read three newspapers a day. And by the time I'm done with it, I'm, I think, oh, my God. You right. know, the war in Iraq and what's going on in, in the Sudan and Darfur and, you know, what's, what's happening uh, in slaughterhouses. I mean, it's huge. And what's going on with uh, the, the environment. I mean, that stuff definitely gets me down. And that's why, really, I wrote this book. Uh, and I call it Quantum Wellness because it's about our personal wellness as it's tied to a worldly uh, or cultural wellness, that what we do for ourselves is also good for the people around us, it's good for the environment, because I do think we live in critical times. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are times that are very serious, you know, and I do sweat the small stuff much less, but the big stuff, it really does weigh on me, and I do think we can, you know, make a difference if we eat differently, we're conscious about how we consume and purchase and things like that. It may sound, uh, you know, optimistic, but I do think we, we really do have the power to not only change our own families and our own personal health, but to be a force in culture. So, All right. Well, we seems, can do it. Seems like a good One goal. cup of coffee at a time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's our slogan. <laughs> All right, Kathy, we're going to take a break. Uh, Sheila needs your help on a personal issue. As long okay. as we have you here, we're just going to keep you for a one few on more one. minutes. Because yep. okay. your previous bestseller was called The One, mm-hmm. and she's looking for The One oh, this good. summer. So we're going to talk about that. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters talking to Kathy Preston. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go, Lee and Liz and Sheila here. And hey, Sheila, can I just tell you how much I am enjoying Sheila's Summer of Love? I'm so glad you like it. I'm having so much fun, Lee, and I'm having my life videotaped. Of course, you know I have three months. You've always wanted that. <laughs> yes. Basically, if you haven't checked this out, Sheila has her own show at SatelliteSisters.com called Sheila's Summer of Love. That's right. I am going on the internet. I am blogging. I am videotaping. Lots of diaries about finding the one this summer. I'm putting all my efforts into finding the man. I think it's going to work, Lynn. I, I think so, too, because you look fantastic in the videos. If you yeah. haven't seen Sheila's Summer of Love videos, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com on our homepage. You can't miss the icon that says Sheila's Summer of Love. It's groovy, and it will take you through to all the videos Sheila's done about her dating history, how she filled out her profile, her manifest wall. Oh, good stuff. But you know what? I need your help. I need people to go to 
to Sheila Summer of Love and take a little, mo- take a few moments to post a comment to me because I need all the help I can get. Yeah, still. you need yeah. positive reinforcement. I do, I do, Leanne. It's tough out there in the dating world. And I already, you know, I know a little bit about it, but this time I'm going back with fresh eyes, and I still need your help. Go to Sheila's Summer of Love. It's going to be a fun summer. And going back with fresh eyes—that <laughs> is the key. I, you're so positive and optimistic in these videos and in your posts. Good for you. But I got to say, if you've ever been a little curious about. What the cozy cottage looks like mm-hmm. and what the cozy couch looks like, it's all in the videos. That's These right. are filmed inside the cozy cottage. Oh, people are going to get scenes of the grotto coming up, <laughs> the cozy kitchen coming up, Montana Ave, Montana Ave, drug town. <laughs> this is you Sheila's know? life, people. <laughs> Maybe even Baja Freshland. Wow. So it's a multimedia extravaganza. <laughs> Check out Sheila's Summer of Love. If you have single friends who are searching for the one, two, they would love to see this. So make sure you forward it on to them or let them know about it because Sheila's Summer of Love is last for 90 days. We want you to dig it. We want you to recommend it. We want you to give it the thumbs up. Come on, Snoopy. Put your comments down <laughs> at Sheila's Summer of Love. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us for more Satellite Sisters to go. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Uh, Leanne, Sheila, and Liz here. I'm going to learn to turn my headphones up. <laughs> I turn my headphones down. We're here with Kathy Preston in the studios at the Paley Center. And Sheila, now you have like a one-on-one audience with Which Kathy Preston. Which is what Preston, I love. Who this wrote is, the one. I know. You wrote the great book, The One, of course, Finding Soulmate Love and Making It Last. Now, Kathy, everybody knows by now that I'm searching for the one. This is mm-hmm. my summer of love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the whole idea just gets me very excited. It also gets me very tired because I figure <laughs> I've been looking for the one for over 40 years. Right. You know, will I be able to find him Mm -hmm. in the next 90 days? (laughs) You know? (laughs) But here's my first question to you. Is there one person out there for all of us? I mean, is there the one? Um, The one is a metaphor. So, no, there's not just one person for all of us. I think there's a lot of different possibilities and potentials, really, because we're in a world of six and a half billion people. So there's certainly not what happens if your one guy lives over in India and, you know, you happen to never venture over there. That's my theory about where he is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or Mongolia. Who knows, you know? And then, God forbid, someone you get maybe you're with your one and one of you gets in a car accident. And does that mean you're doomed to never have love in your life again? Of course course not. But the one is is that special connection. And, and it's just, you know, there there are, I think, more than one people for all of us. Right. Some, sometimes it's it's just one relationship. But it's that person who just brings out the juice, you know, that that sort of magical, mystical mojo and you just feel it. And so that's how I'll know. Magical, mystical mojo. <laughs> yeah. So far, I haven't found that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you also say in the book, which I feel like I've done, I've worked on myself uh-huh. for so long, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that I'm ready. Yeah. This is my frustration. Where is he now? Okay. Here's the thing. I, my <laughs> guess is that you haven't worked on, just from, just from instinctively listening to you, is letting it go. 
is just detaching from it. Oh, yeah, and okay. and that's that's the part that people. Well, go, what do you mean by that? Like caring less, focusing less. It, I mean, because you got to put yourself out there and make an effort, which yeah. Sheila is actually pretty good at. Yeah, but then there's there's the point where you say, okay, I'm not with anybody, and I don't know if it's going to happen. And this is when we were talking about before about you know just processing our emotions, right. whether it's rage or uh, grief or whatever, is just allowing yourself that possibility of, okay, maybe there isn't anybody. And what comes up then? Oh, right. Instead of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and saying, yes, 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 I'm going to go out and make it happen, be with what is. And if what is is, oh, wow, what if it's just me? And then so you go through the sadness, the grief, the rage, whatever it is, and then you say, okay, then then it's just me, and I'm going to make my life the best that it can be with just me. And so you go about your life like that rather than looking for or reaching for something or wanting something. And that's when you're actually the most, most attractive. magnetic and oh, attractive. Yes, yes, Kathy. Yes. It's through that surrender, <laughs> but it, you can't fake that stuff. You can't say, okay, universe, I surrender. Right. I don't care, but I really care. So when's right. it going to show up? Right, right. You have right. to really go through letting it go and saying, it may not happen. Do you think you've been through that? I think I'm kind of going through that. I mean, I think at this point, yes. I mean, I went through that five years ago. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? If there's no one else out for me, you know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I accept that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it's like, you know, I want to date, Kathy. Can I still date? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe I just need to date. Maybe I have to let go of the idea of the one Mm -hmm. and just date now. Absolutely. And have some fun. Absolutely. Okay, good. Have some fun because there's lots of relationships, let me tell you, that start off and it doesn't feel like this is it, you know. And by the way, those ones that just start off with the fire and is just like really incredible, the ones that you hear about that you're so jealous of. Right. They usually break up in about six months to a year. So that's not necessarily the that's relationship <laughs> you want to have better. forever. You know, sometimes it's a quiet flame that grows. And the, Is as, that what, what your your husband, Tom Freston, how did you yeah. two meet? It, was it a, a quiet flame? It was it was a quiet flame, yeah. It was not – I definitely was attracted to him and we had a great time. But it wasn't one of those insane relationships where, I, you know, I can't stop thinking about him. I can't work. I can't eat. You know, it wasn't one of those. It was like, oh, I love being around this guy. This is really – really fun. Mm-hmm. And through the years, it's gotten much deeper and richer through the challenges and knowing that we survive things, we get through things, and that, you know, I respect him all the more. And we have a history together now. So it's grown a lot richer and deeper than I would have ever imagined. So you really don't know. Sometimes things start off as a friendship. Sometimes they start off, you know, um, sort of sparring. You know, you hear lots of stories about people who hate each other when they first meet, and, and then they turn out to be lovers and, and spouses. And so you just don't Didn't know. you and your husband, you did not get and along you at all when you like first met. Yeah. in college. Yeah. Yeah. I took a vow never to speak to him again. <laughs> <laughs> You've done well with that vow. And I then <laughs> seven years later, we met at a wedding. Uh-huh. My, my college roommate married his college roommate. I think and, that's such a romantic story. And we were engaged within three months after that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's proof, actually, that it's not a matter of, you know, you see someone and, it, oh, that's definitely not the one. It's what you're projecting onto someone or what's coming out in you at that right, moment. Right. 
And that can shift because obvious, obviously it shifted, you know. Well, so he matured he, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it had nothing to do with Liam, you. Liam didn't change at all. He's yeah. the one that needed to grow. Really, and he did. <laughs> and that's another thing is that when we change, when we, you know, go through internal shifts, whatever that is, and we, you know, become different yes. people inside, we resonate differently. I like that part. With different people. Right. So it's, it's, it's really about me. It's not even about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes you feel better. Yes, I like that part, yeah. Kathy. I get that. And, and going through the grief and the rage and the sadness and all that stuff, it actually deepens you in such a way that you may, you may not like what's going on, but there's a serious um, there's a there's a there's a safety in that because you're so connected to the truth of who you are. So someone else, a man, can be really who he is with you, and and that's something that you don't even talk about. It's just something that we know when we're around someone. That's, that's like yeah. she's that she's, mysterious yeah, thing. Yeah, that mojo. Egg, the mojo. The mysterious mystical mojo. The spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm set. Well, I, I think what Sheila really wants to know is, do you know anyone for her? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business, Good right? Question, Leah. <laughs> Follow up. Uh, right, right. Well, it has been really a delight having you here today. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. to our studios and sharing your just really fascinating, fantastic ideas from Quantum Wellness. Thank you so and much. And The One. For more information on Kathy Freston's book, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com or really find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it is a big bestseller, so go out and, and buy it and get, get on the road to Quantum Wellness. Thanks, Kathy. Thank we you so much it. for having me. All right, sisters, you ready? Yeah. Yes. I'm on the path. Okay. Baby steps. Four quadrants. I'm ready. I'm going to go out and yell in the car. <laughs> We'd like to thank Kieran A., our engineer, for always helping us out here at Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Satellite Sister.